This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. How sweet is the verse we get to talk about today? (laughs) Sweet would be the word. As we are now in the Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 11, which would be the hoof verse of that and which has to do with the deep desire and i'm sure you'll see that (laughs) and the sweetness of this verse so we're just going to do the first part of the verse because there's so much imagery here i don't want to not give it all the attention that it certainly deserves and so here jesus or the the king is describing his bride once again um with more attributes of just amazing stuff so To read it in English, the part we're going to discuss today is, uh, Thy lips, O spouse, drop as the honeycomb. Honey and milk are under thy tongue. And wow, um, (laughs) there is so much here. As you really um, begin to think through, you know, the milk and the honey that was promised to them in the promised land has so rich, 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 rich. And I love, love, love what Um, Spurgeon said about the idea of this honey coming off this honeycomb is it is slow and it is thick and it is rich. And it's an interesting thing when you look at that word honeycomb, the the actual um, root of it is like the word nefesh, which is your soul, okay? And so it's interesting, very interesting to me, as you might remember, as we studied the 119th Psalm, how many times the word testimony was connected to the word soul or nefesh in Hebrew. So the idea is my soul will keep thy testimonies for it loveth them exceedingly. So your soul is kind of like a honeycomb, okay? (laughs) And you can clearly see that your soul, it keeps all these little deposits of nectar, and pollen, okay? That's what honey is. It's a combination of all the work of the bees. And so I like as Spurgeon described this, he goes, you know, we need to get busy with our little bees. And as we listen to people's testimonies, we store those, the sweet nectar of that and the pollen, um, which it's interesting, the pollen is, is, is like a male energy that's part of the hat that comes down and that, that, you know, we use in order to be fruitful. Okay, so as we share our stories, you know, they they are like other people's, you know, they can collect the pollen from those stories and put it with the sweet nectar of the story. You know, it's interesting how they those two things go together to be stored to make up this wonder food, right, that, that we have experienced. And so, you know, when you think about the whole land of Israel, it's just rich with testimony. I mean, all the stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the Temple Mound and Peter and Paul and, and oh my goodness, it's just rich and thick with this honeycomb itself. But also, you know, obviously it is the the land flowing with this honey from this particular honeycomb. Um, And, and the idea of honey itself, so that's just the honeycomb that is 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 made up very similar to the word Nefesh, this other idea of faith's mouth, okay, <laughs> which is really a cool thing, or your very presence um, that, that has the same basic root that is beautiful. And then the idea of honey, right? I don't know if you, you, you ever thought about what, what that represents, but 
you know, the, the honey is what is getting stored, and honey has the same two beginning letters as the word word, okay? <laughs> and so as we're hearing these people's words or we're getting word from the, the Bible itself, you know, it's it's sweet stuff. And, and, and it's very cool that, that, you know, honey has got the exact same let, first two letters, but the second one is a shin, meaning that, you know, here's th- these words that we are going to um, refine, and and so you know when we, and when you think about you know the power or the the energy that's stored up in honey, you can kind of see where that where that goes with all that. So you know how neat is that 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 honey is flowing out of that honeycomb and it's dripping rich and thick. In other words, and the way he described that is a great sermon doesn't have too many words. They don't go on and on and on and on that it's thick and it's rich and one of those words you know can can store up for some time in your honeycomb uh, you know a story is is just a rich rich thing to share and and that goes into your little honeycomb soul you know as as a as the words of that are stored with the nectar and the pollen isn't that beautiful well and then you got the idea of milk okay <laughs> now I've did a whole podcast on milk uh, it was just called the wonders of milk, but I, you know, just to go through that again, I think it's very important as we get, you know, that that this honey and milk are under the tongue, okay, and that idea of that being under, and Spurgeon made this reference as well in his sermon on this, and I think it's so true that Jesus is aware of the building blocks of your words. In other words, when he's kissing us, he. He not only knows the words that we are saying, but he knows the building blocks of what's underneath those words, right? Of of the thoughts that were being put together in order to manufacture the word. And he is so intimate with us that he delights in that like you would delight in a very intimate kiss, okay? And we're going to get more into that, but so that you can see how important the milk and honey become. So the word milk begins with that word that we seem to be searching all over in this psalm for a het that has to do with our union with God. And and so if you think about it, in order for there to be milk in any species, there first has to be a union. And so it's very cool that it requires our union with the Holy Spirit in order to get the milk of the word. And then what is it going to do? It's going to touch our hearts, which is the second letter in the word milk, which is a lamed. So you got a het that's connected to our heart, right? <laughs> Which is the word, the letter that begins both teach and heart. And, and so, you know, when you think how good milk is for your heart, so to speak, the milk of the word is, is feeding that. And the last letter in the word milk is a bet because it's coming from your mother, that identity from the Holy Spirit. Okay, so as we ingest the milk of the word, right, it has to do with being, we have to be united with Christ to truly get it. it. It goes right straight into the heart, obviously. And not only do we learn it, but then we can therefore teach it. Uh, and it is in our identity. In other words, when you look at the whole bet section, you can see in the bet section of the 119th Psalm how, you know, I've stored up your word in my heart that I will not sin against thee. All these verses have to do with the word in the bet section because it definitely becomes part of your identity as you ingest it 
and you ingest it through your union, and that's how it becomes milk. So you get the idea that Jesus is there with both these these places. All our bees have gone over and collected all this this pollen, and they've collected all this sweet nectar from all the different teachers that we have, and our bees are busy getting information from all sorts of people like Spurgeon or Rashi or or your favorite, you know, whoever it is that you love to talk, that you love to listen to. And then you you get um, the milk from the Word and from the Holy Spirit, you know, giving you that. And all that stuff is the building blocks that are under your tongue, right? That that are the building blocks of your language. And the word tongue, tongue itself has to do with teacher. It starts with a lamet as well and then a shin. So it's, it's, it's kind of like this idea of the teacher's refining faith because it ends in a, a vav and a nun, so a nun. So the idea of all that, when you think about it, that Jesus is, and if you can think back <laughs> to maybe the first time that you had an intimate kiss with your spouse, right? And I hope, you know, you've had that kind of thing, but there's this life that comes out of that, this excitement that comes out of that that's really remarkable. And to think what we're saying here is that Jesus gets that kind of excitement, that kind of that kind of um, joy when he um, is thinking about the building blocks of our words, of our very words. And, and what Spurgeon said, I think it's so true. When you get in these intimate conversations with, with people about Jesus, where your heart just burns within you as you're having this discussion with them, Right? You share what they have, you have, and they share what they have, and then you just sense your heart burning. Well, as that heart is burning, right, Jesus is right there enjoying that kiss. It's it's spectacular. And, and you know, so when does that work out in your life? You know, and I, I've got, oh, you know, I don't know, dozens, I guess, of people that, you know, I regularly commune with that either they record shows with me or their friends, and whenever we get into one of our discussions about Jesus, they can go for hours, literally, and our hearts burn within us. But I also have them in my band of brothers. And I just talk about last Tuesday night, uh, I had this brother in my band of brothers with Masculine Journey called Danny Marsh. And Danny was talking about prayer. And he talked about, you know, his bees had been busy and he'd collected some pollen. And it was in his soul because you could see this was coming from his soul. He was talking about that he'd heard from this pastor that God was not disappointed in us because we didn't pray. He was disappointed for us because we didn't pray. And as I began to process, it went in my soul, right? Because that pollen, I picked that right up from what Danny said, and I put that pollen right in my soul. I've thought about it ever since I heard it. Like, I don't want God to be, you know, I want all that God has through these kisses, this intimate prayer that, that we're able to have with him. And then he went on to say, he was talking about how God is, is always, you know, very excited about your call. You know, like right now, if, if somebody, you know, you, if you're married and you have children, I'll bet you anything, if your daughter or your son calls, it doesn't matter who else is on the line, you're taking that call, right? Or if you're taking a call from your parents, whoever it is, if they're an important person, if they are, you know, your favorite, so to speak, you're taking the call. <laughs> you know, no matter how busy you are doing what? Well, you said, you know, that's how Jesus is with your prayers. That's how he is with your call. That like, whoa, 
Robbie's on the line. I got to take that call. And as he described that, you know, I got to admit my heart burned within me to begin to think about, oh my goodness, how amazing is that? How amazing is that? And so you think that not only does my heart get to burn within me, but at the same point in time, Jesus's heart is burning as if he's had this passionate kiss because he knows underneath those actual words were the building blocks of the thoughts of the milk and the honey that was under my tongue. Like, man, oh man, (laughs) is that cool or is that cool? Thank you so much for sharing this with me. I can't tell you the delight it is to share it.